Hello, everyone. My name is Kate. And I am Morgan. And you're listening to Artwise. Hello, Morgan. Welcome to Artwise and also everyone listening. Hi, guys. You're listening to Artwise. It's our special guest, Morgan. We've met previously, which is absolutely sick because that doesn't usually happen. Usually it's like, this is my first time talking to the guest and I have to be, what's the word? I don't know. I've like, you know, when you're talking to someone that you've never met and you're just like, this is a completely new person. Yeah. This is not that way. I mean, I don't really know you personally, but I've spoken to you before, which is a nice change of pace here on Artwise. So did you want to go ahead and introduce yourself and talk about what you're here on Artwise to talk about today? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So my name is Morgan. Maybe you might recognize my voice because I have a podcast of my own called No Eternal Monologue. And we connected over the spiritual sorority that Kate Coleman started. And that's how each other, and that's how we've spoken to each other on a number of occasions, I think. Again, which is really freaking cool, if you ask me myself. I don't want to, like, swear, because I'm just like, Ugh. you know, like... No, oh. you're good. Oh, okay. I didn't know if I had permission or not. <laughs> I did. You're fine. You can say whatever you want. I didn't know if I have permission. <laughs> basically, I am a podcasting artist. I'm a content creator. And I have a really big musical background. I have a really big theatrical background. Um... A playwriting background. I never really tell people about that, but I have like a little bit of a writing background as well. And yeah, we're just here, two artists coming together, talking about our different forms of creating and different forms of like artistic expression. And yeah, that's where we're at. Awesome. So to give you the rundown of how it usually goes on Artwise, I have customized all of your questions to your experience as an artistic being. However, the first question and the last question will always remain the same. So the first question that I ask everybody, every single guest on the podcast is, what's what's your origin story? How did you begin your artistic journey? So music, theater, art, was all of that something that you have just always, you were out the womb just doing it or was that something that you learned about yourself as life went on I feel like with like music and theater and all of this like creative expression I feel like that was like kind of just like an out of the womb thing like I was always one of those kids that was just like you know when you're like (laughs) I was like a little baby and I was like learning how to walk and then I would take like wooden spoons in my grandma's kitchen and just beating on pans and pots and shit and grandma's like, oh, she's a little musician. Look at her go. <laughs> so like, and then I always had like a very dramatic personality. And I always had like a huge imagination. I would be like playing pretend and having imaginary friends literally all the time. And it was one of those things where like, I've always loved to sing. I've always loved to sing along with music and like play the piano and stuff like that. And yeah, it's been kind of something that's just been integrated with like my life for like as long as I can remember. So like it continued in like high school and like college. So like high school, I was involved in like musical theater, theatrical stuff. I was also writing some plays which were performed a couple of times. And then I came to, I went to Nyack, got my associate's degree 
And I was like a part of the Nyack Singers. And, you know, we were doing all the show choir shit, you know, like that kind of thing. I was one of those kids. But then went to Wartburg to transfer to get my bachelor's degree and finish up my four years. And I was like, okay, why not get my bachelor's? Why not go the full mile? So got to Wartburg got to the Warburg Choir, had opera workshops. So then like I was able to uh, participate in musicals again and like operas again for the first time in like ever. And that was something. And I just recently graduated from Warburg with my bachelor's degree. Congratulations. Thank you. And yeah, I feel like music, art, just creating in general is like something that's always been integrated in me. And it's something that's just like, oh yeah, like I always like to dive into like all these different stories and all these different like either imaginary realms or just like kind of jumping into like somebody else's shoes and just being like okay I'm just gonna creatively express this kind of something for once and I don't have to be me for like a minute which was really really nice and then (laughs) we got into the podcast and then it was just a whole like 180 so that's where we're at (laughs) that's awesome how cool. So speaking of the podcast, what was your experience like starting the podcast? How did you make that transition from, you know, music and theater into, okay, I'm just going to sit in front of a microphone and just run my mouth because <laughs> that's all it is, you know? <laughs> right, basically. So when I got into my junior year at Wartburg, I, again, I just transferred from Nyack and it was during COVID too. So it was a, it was a weird fucking time when I just started dating my now ex-boyfriend Ethan at the time and we were like talking and stuff and I like someone said something about like oh yeah you know the little voice in your head and I was like what voice in your head and they're like huh Morgan how what how do you not have a voice I was like I don't hear anything doesn't anybody like not hear anything up here and they're like Morgan no like everyone hears something up there I was like oh well not me So no one turned a monologue. That's how I learned that was a thing. And then after that, like I realized like me talking to myself to compensate for not hearing my thoughts inside my head, I just talked to myself all the time. And I thought I was just a weirdo that was just talking to herself for no reason. And then I realized like, oh, I actually have something where like, this is something I cannot control. This is not my fault. Okay, cool. So I was like, okay, what can I do with this that makes you feel like not crazy? So I was like, you know, maybe I could start a podcast. Like, maybe that would be cool. And I think I was talking about it with Ethan at the time because it was around Christmas time. And I was sitting there and I was like talking about something. I was like, you know, maybe I should start a podcast. And he's like, "Mm, maybe, you know, just kind of like one of those things where like, how the hell would you do that? But, you know, like, okay, whatever. And then Warburg College was like, oh, yeah, like we have like a podcasting studio that you could like get reservations to. We could train you on how to run the soundboard and you can reserve the room for any time you want. We don't have to charge you anything. You're good to go. And I was like, okay, let's start that. And I went in there and I was like, okay, I'm just going to go in here. I'm just going to be like, you know what? I'm just going to talk and I'm going to start it when I feel like starting it. I'm going to end it when I feel like ending it. And I'm going to have like a few segments in there and let's see what happens. And at first, like, once (laughs) I got like two plays and then I was like, oh my God, this is serious. So then I was like, (laughs) so then I have to like do this whole scheduling thing and I have to like do all these segments and I have to like script everything out so that I'm interesting. And now I'm just at the point where I'm like, hey, I just talk about like whatever comes to mind. Again, I'm embracing like the no eternal monologue thing. Like whatever comes out, comes out. 
And like, if you want it, like you click, you listen, you know what I mean? It's like one of those things. So after that, like I was sitting there, I uploaded it onto SoundCloud <laughs> for the first time. And I was like, okay, let's upload a couple episodes. Like, you know, this is going to be fun. Like, let's see where this goes. And I was not, <laughs> I was not expecting the amount of success that I have currently. Like, it's, like, 1,500 plays average across the board. Like, I am now getting paid to this podcast. I am now doing merch collabs with small businesses, as I'm wearing right now. And it's, like, holy shit. Like, it's one of those things where I'm just, like, how the hell did I get here? Like, it's one of the – it's so cool. And, like, I tend to stumble on my words when it comes to this topic because, like, I genuinely am, like, how – you know, how did this happen? I'm just so grateful that like, you know, when you're like grateful and like you have like a really positive reaction to something and then you just kind of like stumble on your words and maybe you're just like, ah, and like nervous laughing because you really don't know how to handle the emotion. That's basically what it is when I'm talking about this. Cause I'm just like, how is this my life? How is how, how, you know? So that's, yeah, that's how that happened. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I feel the same, the same way. I do have an internal monologue, but I, I'm actually, a, I'm a tad, tad bit clairaudient. It's something I'm working on developing further, but I actually had pretty much like an opposite experience to that where I was like, you guys don't hear multiple voices in your head that all have like different tones and everyone's like, what are you on, bro? That's crazy. And I was just like, wow, I I don't know what to say. <laughs> literally blew my mind when people are like, oh yeah, sometimes I could change the voice in my head to sound like someone else. I'm like, what? <laughs> I don't even have a voice and you could just change yours around? That's not fair. <laughs> I was like, how does that work? I don't know. <laughs> no, and what's crazy too is like, if you are, what a lot of people don't know about like Claire audience and like people who are, because everyone's kind of like psychically in tuned. It's a little off topic, but bear with me. Everyone is like a little bit psychically in tune, but like if you have like certain Claire abilities, you can like strengthen them and stuff. But what a lot of people who like don't have the Claire abilities don't really understand is like how they come in. And I found that like for the longest time I was Claire audience and I didn't like know what it was. But like if you like imagine like you're just going about your day and like a random voice pops in for no reason a lot of people think, oh, that's just like my conscience or like my thoughts, but that's not always the case. And it's the same thing with, I forget, I don't really know what they're all called. I know Claire Audient because like uh, audience, audio, audio, duh, hearing, <laughs> but it comes in like a thought, like the same way that your internal monologue would come in if you had that. I don't even know how to explain it to you if you don't have that. How do you, what do you hear when you read? Do you not hear anything? I hear nothing. Literally, I hear nothing. Do you see it? Like, can you like picture stuff in your head? Basically, the way that I think is like the best way to describe it is like a silent movie with closed captioning on the bottom. That's basically how my mind works. It's like all on mute. It's like it's like silent movie with closed captioning on the bottom. It's it's really stupid. <laughs> I think I got ripped off. I think someone needs to check the the audio file in my brain maybe maybe lots of people are like that though it's not abnormal I think what do you know the statistic 
I don't know the statistic. I just know a lot of people are like that. I have no idea. I just know that every single person that I've talked to where they're just like, yeah, you know, the little voice in your head. And I say, I don't have that. And literally everyone looks at me and they're just like, you don't have a voice in your head. Literally, I have never heard anyone else say, oh, yeah, I relate. I don't hear anything either. Like, I've never heard that ever in my life. (laughs) There's different ways that it presents itself, too, though, because there are also people that like if I told you to picture an apple in your head right now, you could probably picture an apple in your mind's eye, even if it's like a little fuzzy or whatever like some people can't do that and that blows my mind too because I'm like how do you make art how do you do it like (laughs) references and I'm just like that's crazy no most artists I feel like don't have that that problem visual artists anyway like painters and and draw I don't know drawers I don't know if that's a word but I you know it is like it's it's pretty crazy to think about and it's super cool I sometimes feel like maybe I don't have an internal monologue and the voices that I do hear just aren't mine sometimes like it's just other stuff popping in that just doesn't make sense but that just makes me sound insane so maybe I won't say that (laughs) say that's a thought whoa that's a hot take hot take (laughs) maybe it's ghosts no i don't know (laughs) maybe it's everyone haunting me (laughs) you shouldn't have posted that on instagram says the ghost in my brain okay (laughs) (laughs) i mean yeah basically that's usually how it goes i digress though (laughs) anyway so that being said do you think that like relating to the podcast do you think that theater and like your experience with music helped kind of aid you in the process of building your podcast or was it entirely different i feel like the theatrical side can help with like one real purpose and one real purpose only and that's the tiktok reels that i post or like the TikToks that I liked. Like sometimes there's a little bit of like acting and performing in those. But then when it comes to the podcast, like it's really weird because I literally have to like digress all of what I've learned and not be someone else for a change. And I don't have to feel like I'm performing and being like, oh, like here's my audience, love me. You know, like I feel like I'm having more of a conversation and I feel like I'm showing up as the most authentic version of myself that I can without um, without revealing too much. Because obviously you can't reveal too much on the podcast or else people are literally going to like come after you. But, <laughs> you know, if I'm just like, oh, yeah, here's my social security number. You know what I mean? Like shit like that. <laughs> but I feel like with music and theater and stuff like that, my background with performing with that, I feel like that has helped me with just like – again, like the performing aspect in general and just feeling comfortable with a big audience and having eyes on me. But with the podcast, like it's just entirely different because it's just like an audience of a different form. And it doesn't like, I don't have to feel the validation that I feel with performing with the podcast. Like I come on here, I talk, I'm myself. And then people are just like, oh, you're chill, homie. Let's hang out. And I'm like, all right, bet. And I just feel like I'm making like a lot of friends. And that's super cool. Instead of like, I don't, I don't feel like I'm gaining like quote unquote fans. But I feel like I'm gaining like a lot more friendships and a lot more like close relationships in that sense. And 
it's it's different. It's really it's very entirely different, but really, really cool. <laughs> yeah, no, I I feel the same way about Artwise. I feel like every every person that I met I've met through Artwise, every guest I've had on, like every single person that I've had on, I feel like has like in some way, shape, or form, like become a friend. I've literally, I've gotten so much more, like even with my business, because I don't run sponsorships or ads on Artwise, and I don't really sell a whole lot of merch. I, it's available; it's there if you want it. But I don't, I don't really make a ton of money off of Artwise, and that's not really why I created it. So that doesn't really, I'm not. You know, if I was really trying to make money off of it, I I would be trying harder to make money off of it. You know what I mean? But like, I will say, even though I haven't made money directly from the podcast, like just by networking with other artists and like meeting other creative people all the time, they'll be like, they'll get offered like a job or like a freelance opportunity and they'll be like oh I don't do graphic design but I know who does and it's like that is literally the whole point of like networking as an artist and listening to these podcasts and like talking to other people is like there's so many opportunities for like growth and, and networking and like it really does feel like you're you're making friends one question that I have for you is how do you think people like found your podcast like how do you think the success came about like did you like advertise it and people just started sharing it with each other or do you think like I don't know do you know what happened <laughs> how you found that success I'm trying to think about it in like the earliest stages in the earliest stages it was literally just me posting it on my private like my Facebook and my personal Instagram I didn't even have no internal monologue underscore podcast yet on Instagram and I posted a couple things on TikTok, my personal TikTok, and my Snapchat and stuff, and just kind of networking through there. And then all my friends would listen to it. But then, like, you know, like a couple of strangers, like, they see something, they're, like, going, and then, like, SoundCloud is like, oh, someone just uploaded their first track. Like, go listen to it, you know, just, like, kind of doing a little bit of their own networking. I think the real success started, I think when I started Small Business of the Week, I think. Mm. Because Small Business of the Week started around the same time that my podcast Instagram came about. My Instagram for my podcast. Yeah, English market. There we go. But I think that's what it started because then like, I wasn't afraid to be like, hey, like, I am an avid supporter of small businesses and I really like your business and it sounds cool. I have this small audience of people that are also wanting to support small businesses. Maybe I can talk about you on the podcast and see if you get more customers out of that. And then that just kind of came about with like some of my closer small business friends. Like I used to work at a restaurant called Pasta Bella up in Basin City. They were my at like my first small business of the week shout out that I ever did. And then after that, like I graduated with another small business owner. Her name is do you do you know the small business Skylar Grace Co. I don't. <laughs> no, and that's totally okay. She has like apparel and stickers and she's also like a graphic designer and she just moved to Colorado recently. I actually interviewed her on my podcast and then her audience came onto my platform and they're like, oh my God. And, you know, just kind of like audiences overlapping and like seeing other people's content shit. And I started doing small business a week. I started doing small business interviews and then lo and behold, here we are. <laughs> it's just 
it's cool like how my natural way of connecting with people and just wanting to know more about people just got me to where I'm at. I've literally been recognized twice by like complete strangers just because I was at work one night and there's this guy that's just at my table and I was about to get him boxes and a dessert menu and stuff. And he goes, wait, you seem familiar to me. I was like, can, can you narrow it down? Like, I'm scared. And he was like, I've seen, I've heard your voice somewhere. I was like, well, I do have a podcast on Spotify. And he goes, is it called No Return of Monologue? I was like, what the fuck? I literally almost screamed on the clock. And I was like, how, how, how did you recognize, how, how does this even happen? That was, oh, I still can't believe that happened. And then like a couple people at Warburg that didn't even know me whatsoever. Like they saw me in the hallway. I think they were like newer students that came in and they're like, is your name Morgan? I was like, yeah. They're like, are you the one with the podcast about not having a voice in your head? I was like, yeah, that's me. And they're like, oh my God, like I listen to your podcast so often. And like, sometimes like that's the one podcast that I play before I go to sleep at night. And like, it's such a good podcast and you're just so inspiring of a human. And I'm like, huh? (laughs) What? (laughs) Rewind, back up, like timeout. I need to comprehend like what you just said. It's It's wild. It really is. I, yeah, I feel like to really answer your question, I think Small Business of the Week really got things rolling because of like again like connections as we were talking about and then after that like I just kind of like snowballed from there and here we are that's so cool that's so cool I can't even imagine that happening to me I don't even know how I would act the closest experience I think I've ever had to somebody recognizing me, they didn't even recognize me. They recognized one of my paintings, which is honestly better. But I, I recorded a TikTok and I had the painting like in the background or something. And someone commented and they were like, I have seen that painting before. Did you post a YouTube video like six years ago? And I was like, you remembered my painting from this video that I posted on YouTube six years ago. It's the only YouTube video I've ever posted that did well. It was like my accepted art portfolio. It was like one of those. And that's like the the closest. It was like a random person on TikTok. Absolutely bonkers, bananas. But anyway, anybody listening, now's your sign to start a podcast. It's absolutely so fun. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, if you want to talk, if you have a microphone, boom. Maybe go on Anchor if you want, just fucking go for it man yeah no i i use anchor no shame period i use anchor yeah it's free why not you know what i'm saying like it's anybody can just do it it's like it's they awesome they literally pay me to talk about anchor every single episode they're li- like they had me record an ad and now they're just like all right like you talked about us and someone listened to it here's some money it's like it's wild. oh yeah it's wild. On my last, I had a podcast before this that doesn't exist anymore, but I, I did the same thing where I did like the anchor sponsorship and I, it's crazy. Like you, I think now it used to be that you could start making money like right away. I think now you have to have like, what is it? Like 30 listeners or something like that. It's not a, it's not like a huge feat to to accomplish like if you are consistently posting episodes you'll definitely like get to that point but yeah like if you wanted to like monetize your podcast too you could do it right away we should literally be getting paid for this right now yeah no sure (laughs) 
No shit. <laughs> but yeah, no, like Anchor is completely free. I hear a lot of people who want to start podcasts because like, I'm sure you get people too. like ask you, oh, like how did I just I literally just asked you, how did you start your podcast? How do I how do I do that? And they're always like at talking about like Buzzsprout and stuff and like different hosting sites. And I'm like, those are all great. But I mean, do you want to pay monthly? Yeah. No. To, to host? I don't. Yeah. Just I, this is why I use Anchor. <laughs> it does all the same stuff. It does all the same stuff. And then it's literally fucking free. So like, how could you pass that up? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the analytics too. I think I like prefer the way that those analytics are through Anchor than some other platforms, the way that they have it. Because mm -hmm. like through Spotify directly, you can literally see, which by the way, guys, I can see that like I can see when you listen to the first five minutes and leave. It's rude. First of all, second of all, yeah, you can see, you can see like the average listen time and you can see like where if people are starting to drop off at like a certain point, it's, it's super cool. I highly recommend starting a podcast. This is like, I, I started ArtWise almost three years ago now. And like, it's my favorite thing I think I've ever done. It's so much fun. And like, I don't know, it's just like, it's like a fun little thing to do. I don't know about you. I I love podcasts. I don't so. you. No, literally, like, I'm not even gonna lie. This podcast is the best thing that's ever happened to me by far, by far. <laughs> I am so glad. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to pivot a little bit because so, oh, yeah. we talked about the podcast. Do you think maybe possibly you could talk more about your experience as like a creative and maybe some things that you've like worked on in the past or like projects or even like, I don't know, theater stuff, plays? I did the I started out in theater. I'm, I'm acting like I don't know anything. I started out in theater, but I was I did. Like I started in middle school, so it was like like you know middle school theater, but I did like I had two, I had one like small part, and then I had a lead in in like eighth grade. I was the scarecrow in Wizard of Oz, okay. but the <laughs> same. I also was in charge of like designing the sets in for Wizard of Oz too, so I had a lot going on. But that's <laughs> kind of when I realized I like doing the visual art better. And then I kind of stopped doing theater, but as like a creative and like a musician and, you know, all the things that you do, things that you've worked on, can you like sort of talk about maybe like what type of work that you've enjoyed the most? So what's the most fun? <laughs> oh God. So I really love performing in like musical theater musical theater really has like a special place in my heart. I remember back in high school and stuff, we <laughs> we did our school's production of Legally Blonde, the musical, and I was casted as Elle Woods and like had to dye my hair like platinum blonde. This dark brown color, this is like my natural color. And we had to go from that to like bleach blonde in like two months. It was <gasps> absolutely insane, but it was so fun. I loved it a lot. And then, you know, in my senior year of high school, I got to go completely like dark hair, like almost like borderline like black hair. And I got to perform as Lucy Van Pelt in You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. That was cool too. I've done a lot of Nyack Singer stuff. I was a Nyack Singer's captain for a hot minute. And we had some like solo projects and stuff. And we had some like cool opportunities through there. I, I love doing karaoke. I, 
I actually like doing karaoke a lot because it just seems like, oh yeah, I love these songs and I just like singing them. I, <laughs> there's this one time where I seriously considered joining like a carnival cruise ship as like a performer, like a small performer, like nothing too big because I did karaoke on the ship and usually like the, the, like the happy fun times people or whatever the hell they're called, they like, there would be someone leading karaoke and he would like, you know, like interact with the crowd and sing along with the music that someone's singing and just like, you know, being like, and you know, just being like fun people and joking around. But this guy was like staring at me like the entire time as I was singing. And then he literally like like chased me as I was like leaving. And he's like, Hey, you should apply to carnival. And I was just like, Oh, haha, you're funny. And he's like, no, like, go to this website and you're going to fill out this form for singer dancer instead of dancer singer. You're going to do this and you're going to apply for carnival. And I was like, Oh my fucking God, you're serious. Aren't you? And he's like, with a voice like that, I'm dead serious. Like, dude, come on. So I seriously considered that for a bit. And then theater experiences. <laughs> so we did a couple of like small opera things. There's this one where it's like called trouble at Tahiti where there's this woman that's like in the 50s and she's in a movie theater alone, even though she's supposed to be at home, like cooking dinner and like cleaning the house and pertaining to her working husband, blah, 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 like all that stupid shit. So she got out for the day and went to a movie theater and she's like complaining about how bad of a movie this is and how she wishes she could just like get away and kind of like get into this movie. But she's starting to deny that because, you know, she's like, I'm a housewife. I don't have to do anything. Like, oh, like, my life is perfect. But then she's, like, bashing on, like, how bad this movie is. But then she's just like, oh, I really want to go to Tahiti. And, like, you know, I really want to be there and, like, be there with the music and be free and not have to worry about this and this and this. But then she's like, oh, shit. Like, you know, what a terrible movie. And, like, you know, the movie staff is there and they're just like, okay, fucking psychopath. What's your problem? So I remember doing a couple of those. In the fall of my senior year, we did Brigadoon, and I played Meg Brocky, which basically Meg Brocky is a character that's basically like me, except she has a Scottish accent, and she's a lot more hypersexual than I am. That's the only, like, difference. Like, everything else is, like, basically the fucking same. Which, that was, that was kind of, like, a rough production. It came together in the end, but, like, it was just rough. And during this time, like... I originally was a vocal performance major, like wanting to get on Broadway, like so bad and go into the performing arts. And then during Brigadoon, like during this time, like I noticed that everybody else was having a great time performing. And then I was like, why am I not having fun? Like, why am I not enjoying this as well as everybody else is? So then after a lot of reflecting and a lot of like, what do I want? Like, who am I? What do I need? What do I want? Um, after a little bit of reflecting, I was like, yeah, vocal performance is not really my thing. And then I really was like, podcast, like podcast, because I already started at this point. So it was cool. After that, like, I kind of like rekindled my love for performing just a little bit for one last opera. And it was called The Old Maid and the Thief. And it's basically centered in like the 1930s or 40s. I think the 40s, where this like old lady, like she is just a single person like living in the 1940s and like her maid Letitia comes in and she's like you know just going about life and there's this guy that comes in and he's a robber and he's really handsome and like Miss Todd my character and then Letitia the maid we're all just like oh my god he's so fucking hot oh my god he needs to stay here oh my god we'll literally pay him to stay here and give me affection you know like shit like that and then like we're starting to get money 
to pay him to stay there, but then we ran out of money, so then we were, like, leading to, like, stealing shit and, like, robbing people, and then, like, everyone's, like, worried about a robber breaking out in town, and we're just like, oh, shit, like, the robber in town, like, could be pinned off as Bob, but, like, we're also stealing shit, so, like, it's kind of, like, it's me, I'm the thief, so, so then, like, that, it's, like, a whole, like, bundle of shit that goes on, it's a great opera, it's, it's a really great opera, really fucking hard. It's a really hard opera to sing because like it's a lot to learn, it's a lot to process. Like the notes and the rhythms and like how like the keys just keep changing and shit. Like literally, like it's almost one of those things where you literally have to stand there and just pull a note out of your ass like 90% of the time. And it's just like, oh my God, dude, like this is hard, but we did it. And then the last thing that I have performance wise is I have a senior recital where I sing half an hour of musical repertoire, like art songs and stuff. That's in two days <laughs> from today. So that's nerve wracking. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's where we're at. Again, I've also like done like playwriting stuff. I've written a couple poems and short stories. I've written some plays. I perform those plays for like smaller, like speech stuff, kind of like a, like a really small, like you could take like a small cast of like four to five people and just like make a play and be like boom we're performing this in like 15 minutes and then we're done and then you can get like rated on it and you can like get awarded and shit it's great but yeah that's that sounds I'm really fun oh yeah all of that stuff sounds fun i miss doing theater so much i i really did enjoy it when i was younger it's like it, it is a lot of fun to almost like step into someone else for a minute and just take a break from being you because sometimes it's hard you know <laughs> and it's almost like too it's like how can this character like react to things because like you know I know how I react to things and I know my character but what's this person all about you know like how can I like be different for like a little bit you know it's kind of like an experiment it's interesting and it's cool and I really liked doing that there were so many different things that I could experiment with with Miss po with Miss Todd, because it was at the point where I was like, you know what, fuck it, like I'm just gonna enjoy my time in this opera. Like even though I'm not the best, like performing wise anymore, and like I'm not like the most passionate about performing anymore. You know what, like I'm just gonna take this chance to just get away from like me in real life right now. Just take a break from that and just have fun. And then I could literally like experiment with like how Miss Todd would react to things and like what her character is like and be like, hey, so why did Miss Todd react like that? Or like, hey, why did Miss Todd say that? Like, you know, like just kind of like diving into her character a little bit more and just getting a break from myself in the best way, you know, in a nice way. Like I love myself, but you know, sometimes you need a break. But yeah, it's really interesting to get into characters like that and just like dive in and be like, oh yeah, like this is not me. <laughs> Theater in a nutshell, this is not me. <laughs> I'm still kind of wondering, this is a little bit off topic for what you were talking about, but I'm, I'm still kind of wondering why you didn't do carnival. I feel like that'd be so much fun. It's still kind of a possibility. Like, it's something that I'm not opposed to, for sure. I feel like now I could do, like, I could be, like, a happy fun times person. I could also be, like, one of those people that could just grab, like, an acoustic guitar or something and just, like, learn how to play some shit on there and just do, like, small shows. 
or I could join like the carnival cruise ship, like the show choir acts where there's like seven or eight people and they perform like entire, like half an hour worth shows of repertoire every single night. And like, you know, I could do that too. And I can't, <laughs> this is like kind of not the same as that, but it kind of is the same. I was in the Warper choir and we had like a two week national tour and we literally had like an hour and a half long concert every single night full of repertoire and like it is hard shit to sing it is hard and it really takes a toll on you especially like you know it's it takes a little bit of a toll on you and now that I have that experience obviously I can't like I can't compare like work required tours to like carnival cruise ships and being like a member of the team and like trying to get your equity card through there and stuff like that I can't like I can't completely be like, oh yeah, this is what Warburg was like. So like, this is what Carnival's going to be like. Like, no, I can't do that. But it is a little bit of a sneak peek as to being like, oh, you're traveling and you know, you're like, you have like the certain room that you're staying at and you like, you have your roommates and stuff. And like, you never really have like a moment to yourself and you're just performing every single night. And it's just, you have like a schedule and you have like, kind of like a set of rules to follow. And now that I know the extent of that in some way, shape or form, like it's something where I'm like, you know, like I could do that for like a little bit, but I know that I can't do that for like my whole life. You know what I mean? Like I gotta, like, I feel like Carnival Cruise Ships could be an interesting opportunity and I would love to try it and have a new experience and just check that shit out. But it's not something where I'm just like, I have to do this for the rest of my life. Like, I'm, you know, like, I'm not that batshit crazy. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I I definitely understand that. I feel like the type of person that I am, I could never do any one thing, I think, for the rest of my life. That's exactly precisely why I took the jump to start my business now. Because I was like, I can do whatever I want with this. And, you know, if I start to gain, like, recognition for it now I can pretty much end up doing whatever I want especially since it's like a soul-based business it's like a like I am the business so if I decide that I don't because right now like primarily like the main thing that I'm doing is teaching workshops and like doing art courses and if that gets boring I can just do something else so I definitely understand not wanting to do something forever but I think it'd be a cool experience to do even for like a couple years just to like travel a little bit and then save up money. Cause don't you have to live on the cruise ship? Yes. Like if you do that, yeah, they probably would pay for you to live and then you'd get paid for doing it. I just think that'd be absolutely baller. That sounds so fun. It would be baller. And like, instead of traveling, like again, like traveling around, like just the United States, you literally get to travel all over the world. Mm-hmm. And you get to switch ships once in a while. So then, you know, it's not like too like constricting of an experience. You get to like, you know, like switch things up every once in a while and like experience new countries and shit like that. Like you can literally do like you can switch things up and, you know, you don't have to stick to just one single schedule and want like the same old thing over and over and over again, which is really, really nice. But still, it's like. Mm, you know, like, it's not, like, performing on Carnival Cruise Ships is not something that I would want to do for the rest of my life. I just want to have the freedom to do what I want when I want, you know? 
Yeah. That makes sense. I totally get that. Yeah. So we talked about the projects, right? The projects that you've worked on, the things that you've done. Can you like talk about maybe like what type of person that you would like recommend theater to? Like if like, because I know a lot of people feel or I, I feel like this is the case. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like a lot of people are really intimidated by theater because a lot of people have like fears of public speaking and they don't want to be like the center of attention, but they still kind of have that desire to like do theater and to like practice like all of these like other things. So do you have like any advice for like those types of people or maybe like a specific type of person that you feel like this person really needs to just try it out and they would really like it. Right. I, I would rec. Okay. I would recommend two things of anything to everyone in the world ever. I recommend getting into music or theater or both and experimenting with that at least once in your life. Please just try it. And if you don't end up liking it, that's fine. But if you like it, then great. You get to stick with it. And the other thing is like work in customer service. Like you have to try it at least once in your life. But if you don't want it, cool. But hey, at least you tried it. You know what I mean? And then, you know, I would recommend those two things. But with music and theater, I definitely recommend it to especially like the young kids that just want to like, like that just feel kind of like lost and really don't know like where to go and what to do. Like, theater, I feel like, is such a welcoming community, and I feel like music is also such a welcoming community, and I feel like there's so much good that could come out of it, and, like, even if you have, like, some experiences where, like, oh, well, this happened and this happened, well, at least you can have, like, at least that one musical that really stands out to you or like that one play that really stands out to you or like that one experience in theater where you're like oh I really enjoyed this and I was genuinely happy either that or like if you're a part of like a choir or if you're a part of a musical or anything like that like or if you're like some sort of like performing arts and like singer and stuff you gotta have at least that one song that just moves you and makes you feel something it's like you can't miss out on those opportunities. I recommend music and theater to literally everybody. And if they don't like it, again, fine. But if they do like it, then at least they found something, you know? Yeah, for sure. I was just curious because, like, a lot of people I know just, they're like, they seem like they'd be so good at it too. And they're just like, nope, I don't want to talk in front of people. Sorry. Right. But it's like, you got to do it to get over the, the fear. <laughs> so... <laughs> Literally, I was in the exact same place because, ju like, junior high, I was, like, such a small, like, my confidence level was literally, like, non-existent. Like, I had no confidence. I was so scared to do anything. I was literally tricked into performing a solo musical theater song for a speech competition because I didn't know it was for a competition. I thought I was just experimenting with performing just to get myself, like, going and be like, oh, you know, like, maybe this will allow me to sign, like, audition for the musical next year or something like that. Like, I thought they were just trying to build up my confidence and nothing was going to come out of it. And then they're like, hey, let's go watch a speech competition. Like, let's see, like, if you could find anything from here and maybe you could join the speech team or something like that. I was like, okay. And then I went on the bus and they're like, oh, by the way, you're performing your song. I was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> who the fuck was supposed to tell me that? And then I ended up going to state and I was like, oh, okay. So, like, there's something that can come out of this. Awesome. Cool. And, like, again, like, 
you just have to try it. You just got to go for it. Seriously. Like, oh my God. Like, even if you're like a little, even if you're scared, like seriously, like don't knock it until you try it. Cause you'll always regret it if you don't do it and you just miss out. You might mm-hmm. as well say you did it and didn't like it rather than be like, oh fuck. Like, I really wish I would have done this. Like, don't, yeah. don't live with the regret. Just do it. <laughs> you know, there's no harm in doing it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so you you just graduated. I was wondering, do you have any like future goals for yourself as like both like a podcaster and like a theater person and a musician and all the things? Is there any like dream things that you're like, this is the thing that that I'm gonna do next? Right. So the big goal that I really want for sure is to grow my podcast, just grow it more and more and more to the point where maybe I could become a positive light in the social media world, you know? So like you see like these people that are like YouTubers or content creators or like Instagram models and like TikTokers and like, of course, like everybody finds their niche and everybody is like doing their thing and really just making a good living for themselves. I, ca- I want to come in and I want to be a person for someone where they're just like, they're listening to my content and they're like, oh my God, like she seems so real. And like, I hope that I can like be a source of light for people in a way. And like, I can, like my audience can be just around the globe and just like, hey, like I know her, she's Morgan from No Maternal Monologue. And like, people love me as like, a person rather than like a performer in a way because that would be super nice so I really want to grow the podcast and like maybe hell like even like diving into like interviews with like maybe celebrities and stuff like that like on the podcast and just being like instead of just asking them be like oh yeah so like what's your next project what do you have going on like I want to get into the nitty-gritty and be like hey you are a person we're gonna separate the role from the self for a minute and I want to ask about you and I even had an experience with this where a couple, like a few episodes ago, I was able to interview, I was able to interview Jack Claffey, who, Captain Jack, and he was a part of the WWE for a while. And now he's doing like bare knuckle wrestling and stuff like that. And he was from the UK and his management team like reached out to me and they're like, Hey, you want to do this like podcast and stuff like that? Cause like, there's a bunch of like male podcasters in the sports world that are just like, Oh, so how do you train? How are you going to knock out your opponent? And they all talk about wrestling and like martial arts and like bare knuckle wrestling and stuff like that. But they never really tapped into him as a human being. And that's what I was able to do. I was able to ask him like, oh yeah, like, like, who are you? Like, I don't want to hear about the wrestler. I don't want to hear about the martial arts artist. I don't want to hear about the athlete. I want to know you. Who are you? And even he, during the interview, was just like, holy shit, like, there's nobody been interested in, like, me as a person. They see me as, like, a wrestler or, like, a celebrity. They never treat me like a person. I was like, hey, you're a human being. Like, that's what we're all here for. Like, come on. Like, let me get to know you. You know what I mean? I would love to do that with, like, multiple different artists as well and just know them as, like, a person rather than like the role that they have in society, just as a human being, as a, like a raw soul. I really want to do that as well. And then of course, like with everything else, I just kind of want to like go with emotions and just like 
go with the flow. Like, I don't want to be tied to one singular thing. I want to be like free and I want to be able to do what I want and just, you know, like the mentality that I had earlier, like if you want to try it, just go for it. There's no harm in that. I just want to try anything that I can and just kind of like jump rope between like other different things and not be stuck to one singular thing and be miserable, you know? Like a nine yeah. to five. Oh. <laughs> you, know? you, yeah, could never be me, except for it was me for four years until recently. <laughs> but I, I hated every minute of it. <laughs> could never be me. I'm just, was I'm me. just kidding. It wasn't that bad, but I didn't like it. <laughs> I feel yeah. I feel yeah. I get it. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely not easy. So these last two questions, I kind of ask everybody. So what what is the best advice you've received in terms of, you know, pursuing like what you've been pursuing? Oh, God, connections, just connections, connections, connections. Like you can build up your talent and you can really like work to where you need to be. And you could do that forever. But if you don't have the connections there's not really a lot that you can do. You know what I mean? You got to connect with people. You got to have those relationships. Just everything is a connection in a way, you know, you just gotta, you gotta have those resources or else like there's not really a lot that can be done per se. I also like, yeah, just, and also just like do it. Like, just do it. If you have something on your mind that you really want to do and there's a dream that you have, there is no harm in just doing it. Literally, don't overthink it. Like, your brain is like a little gremlin that keeps being like, you're not going to be good at anything. Kill yourself. You know, like your brain, like the little gremlin in your brain is like giving you all these intrusive thoughts and telling you that you're not good enough and that this is going to fail. And it's literally stopping you from your full potential. Literally, shut that off. Don't even give it thought. Like, don't even like sit there for like a couple seconds and allow it to come in. Like literally, if you have an idea, fucking do it. Seriously. Cause like, again, like as soon as I had the idea about the podcast, I was like, okay, what are my resources? Where can I post? What can I do? What are my, what are my segments going to be? What am I going to talk about? What's going to be my niche? And literally like, you just got to fucking do it. You, you don't waste time. Just do it. <laughs> That's those, the, those are the, like the best hits of advice that I would say for sure. All right. That is awesome. Is there anything else that you wanted to add before we get into self promo? I feel like you didn't get to talk about. I feel like there's this one question that you sent me. It was like, what advice would you give your younger self regarding your creative career? And I feel like that's something that's really, really interesting as well, because I feel like a lot of people could relate to this in a way. When you're young and when you're like trying to find out who you are, you're always concerned about other people's opinions and you're always concerned about like how you're coming off to people. Literally, if I was to grab my little 13 year old self and just be like, hey, shut up, just (laughs) shut up. Like, nobody fucking cares. Like, seriously, everyone is so concerned about themselves that they're not judging you. Like, nobody fucking cares. Like, seriously, just be yourself 
and the right energy will come in. And if you just do what you want to do, the right audience and the right people and the right energy will come in. Everything is energy. And if you're just scared and if you are just timid and just nervous of doing whatever you want to do, and if you're just scared of being yourself, that is so much negative energy. And it's literally like backpedaling you literally like if you just fucking, if you go for it and you're like, Hey, this is me. This is what I like. If you like that, cool. If you don't like that, you can leave. It's fine. Like, I don't care. If you have that kind of mentality, if you put good energy out there and if you're authentically yourself, all that energy is going to come back to you in full force. Maybe even double that. Seriously, like, I really wish I could just grab my little self and just be like, hey, shut the fuck up. Like, you're fine. Stop worrying so much. Seriously, like, I will get you resources. I will literally be your own therapist if you want. Literally, like, having guidance from, like, a higher self or whatever the fuck. Like, seriously, just, like, stop being so nervous. Like, you are fine. You are a a good individual, a normal individual. Seriously, like, nobody is going to give a shit if your hair is, like, parted the wrong way. Or if you just have this interest. And if you talk a certain way, like, nobody fucking cares. (laughs) You know? Like, stop being afraid of judgment. Like, seriously, it's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I wish somebody would have told me that. I still need to be told that sometimes, to be honest. For the most part, I'm pretty good about being like really transparent and authentic. And I'll get on my TikTok crying. Like, I don't care. But sometimes I do need that reminder that like, hey, you're thinking about it way more than anybody else is thinking about it. If they even are at all, which usually they're not. Usually like they don't care. So (laughs) we even had this talk on spiritual sorority where we were talking about like authenticity and like, you know, all this like creative ability and stuff like that. And I was talking about like, hey, like I have like kind of more of like an angry side where I had this anger and I didn't want to show that at all. And like I had these depressing feelings and I didn't want to show that at all. And like literally like the only really dark episode that I really recorded was episode 39 of the podcast. And I was like, that was eight days after my breakup with the man that I thought I was going to marry and have children with. And I just recorded an episode. I went in and I was like, hey, guys, like, I cannot go on without talking about this. Like, this is where I'm at. This is where we are post. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, fuck it. You know, like, I'm going to talk about this. And I was like, nobody's going to listen to this. That is my most popular episode of my podcast. Wow. On all of my platforms, except for SoundCloud, episode 39. That is my, that is my most popular episode. And Kate and I kind of talked about that a little bit where she was just like, dude, because you were authentic and you had the guts to go in there and be vulnerable. And that's really powerful shit. And like people see that and they're like, oh my God, like it makes more of an impact than you know. I thought I was just going on there and I was just complaining and crying. And again, that's like what some people were saying, because there were some people now were just telling me like, hey, you got to move on. You got to move on. And I was like, hey, it's been eight days. Like, give me a fucking break. Let me feel my feelings. And like, there are people like even a month in, they're like, you got to move on. You got to move on. Like, please, like, stop crying about this. And I was like, let me fucking feel my feelings. Like, don't tell me what I can and cannot feel. And like, of course, like it had like a little bit of snarkiness to it and like, when I stand up for myself, I can seem a little bit more aggressive because I am very defensive of 
my peace and I'm very defensive on my happiness and I'm not going to let anyone get in the way of that. And there are some things that I'm going to have to do that are a little bit ugly in order to get to a place where I can fully accept myself and love the worst parts of myself. And it's going to look ugly and it's going to look shitty. And I get that now. But like back then, I was like afraid to share that kind of stuff because like, like there's people that are not going to want to listen to it or not going to like it. You know what? Fuck it. I don't care anymore. (laughs) It's like, it's a human thing to experience these emotions and you're allowed to be a human and be angry. You're allowed to be remorseful. You're allowed to be sad. You're allowed to feel your feelings. And if people are trying to tell you differently, they got a lot of shit to work on themselves. And those kind of people, excuse me, those kind of people that were like telling me like, hey, you shouldn't have posted episode 39. Like you shouldn't have been crying on your podcast about a breakup. I've literally distanced myself from those people because I'm just like, hey, let me express myself the way I need to express myself. Let me feel my feelings. If you don't like it, tough shit. Get out of my life if that's going to be a thing. Like, I don't care anymore. And I have had to end some friendships over that. And it sucks, but you can't let other people sacrifice your peace. You can't sacrifice your own happiness and well-being for others. And again, I wish I could tell that to 13-year-old me, but you know what? Again, she didn't know any better. Now I know better. I can move forward knowing that. And that's going to be reflected in my art. That's going to be reflected in the podcast. That's going to be reflected on on how I just live my life now, you know? Yeah. No, I totally, (laughs) I feel like, (laughs) I feel like I really needed to hear that like right now specifically because I've had a couple of people like within the last couple of days recently, like I, and I, I start, I was telling you this before we started recording, I was telling you, you know, I've had like a really bad, like couple of weeks and I am not feeling a hundred percent, but like, you know, the show must go on Mm -hmm. and I've had a couple of people and I, you know, I'm starting to think maybe I need to distance myself from these people, but I've had a couple of people be like, you're so negative. You're so this, you're so that. And I'm like, am I not allowed to be upset? I literally am getting kicked out of my house in like three weeks and I don't have a place to live. Am I not allowed to be upset about that can I not complain oh well you all you do is complain you're so negative all you do is complain and I'm like it's so frustrating because it's like I feel like especially in the spiritual community I feel like so many people not in the spiritual sorority by the way Kate Coleman spiritual sorority I said all those words at once not in Kate (laughs) Coleman's spiritual sorority thankfully but just like other spiritual friends that I have are like you know you're sending me negativity when you're complaining all the time and blah 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 and I'm like well maybe I need to distance myself from you because I feel like I, I have valid reasons to be upset and like you're sitting here telling me that I'm such a negative person and I know like I struggle with being negative, but it's something that I've been working on for like three years, like in therapy, working on it. And I know when I'm just being negative about a situation and I know when I have valid reasons to be upset. And like, I think like you saying that is just, I feel like I needed to hear it like present day me now needed to hear it because there's so many people that are just making me, I don't know, feel like I'm just this ball of negativity and I'm making everyone else feel like crap if I just talk about something that happened to me just because things have not been going as well as they have been you know so I'm really glad that you brought that up I think it's important to talk about 
and again, it's also something where, like, even, like, I get that some people can have problems with, like, people, like, saying something that's not all, like, oh, love, oh, light, oh, peace. Like, you could talk about that all you want, but, like, you are a human being and you're allowed to be upset and you need to talk about some things. And talking about things is going to help you get shit out of your mind and off your chest and make you feel better. The way that I personally do it is be like, hey, I trust you. I need to vent about this. Is this a good time to do so? Are you in a good place to do so? Once I started incorporating that habit, I feel like I can have healthier conversations with people where I feel like I'm allowed to vent. Hell, we even have like a like a little sub thing in the spiritual sorority thing where it literally just says vent. And it's just like we can vent about shit on there and we can express our anger if we want to. Literally, like, I don't care how love and light you are. All the love and light people are going to be upset at some point, And they're going to need to talk about it just like everybody else. So, like, again, you have very valid reasons to be upset. Hell, if I was in your position, I probably would fucking, like, go off the deep end. I'm not going to lie to you. Because that's a horrible fucking situation. And that's something that you would need to talk about and vent about and be upset about and be mad about. That is a totally human and valid thing to go through. And I am honestly just kind of like remorseful in a way where it's like, I wish someone would have told you like, hey, like I can totally understand why you're feeling this way. I'm so sorry you're going through this. Like, is there anything I can do to support you? Like you didn't hear that. You heard like, you're being negative. You complain a lot. I don't know if I can handle this okay, then you don't have to handle it. You can, like, not be a source to talk to, I guess, but then you can find someone, especially, like, you can literally probably talk to anybody in the spiritual sorority, honestly. Well, you, you ask first, but, like, yeah, spiritual sorority and be like, hey, I need to vent about this. Am I allowed to vent about this? And literally, like, we will all be there and be like, we're so sorry you're going through this. This is so, like, such an upsetting thing to go through and your feelings are valid. Like we are here for you. Is there anything we can do to support you? Or like, how can we support you? We will be that community for you to just lift you up and make sure that you have like a platform to be like love and light and peace. But at the same time, like if you need to vent, you need to fucking vent and we can help you through it. Cause like, again, we're all humans that need to go through that shit. So (laughs) I just hate that people are like shaming other people for feeling negative emotions. The best way to move on from negative emotions is to just fucking feel them. If you're going to deny them and if you're going to repress them, it's just going to get worse. You need to talk about it. You need to express it. You need to find that community to really dive into that. Because if you don't, it's just going to end up growing a bigger, bigger, bigger problem. And it's going to end up eating you alive. That was me almost with like the whole fucking like almost three months. No, two months after the breakup. Like I was swallowing my feelings for the first two months of that whole breakup process. And I lived with my now ex-boyfriend at the time and his four best guy friends. And all of us were like all love and light and peace and all of us loved each other. But then the minute Ethan and I broke up, they all turned to him to support him. And they just isolated me and left me in the dust. And Mm -hmm. it sucked. And of course, like, now we're all good. Now I know, like, 
now I know what they were going through and they now know what I'm going through. And that's totally valid. Like we all had conversations about it. We're all good. We're all valid with each other. It's fine. And like, there's no animosity, no bad feelings, whatever. We all know that it happened. We accepted it. We're just all moving to a point where like, hey, let's act in a way where if something like this situation arises again, let's try to be like, do our part to make sure that we don't end up where we were at back in February. Because it was so like, I felt so physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually taxed because I never talked about my feelings. I felt like I was psychologically tortured because again, he was living in the same house with me and I saw him coming in the driveway, out the driveway, in the driveway, out the driveway, seeing him in the backyard all the time. See, <coughs> excuse me, excuse me, seeing them in Warper Choir all the time and just seeing all that, like it was torture. And I was like, I am seeing him and I'm not expressing my feelings and I'm just supposed to act like I'm okay. And that was eating me the fuck alive. And it got to a point where I was like, hey, none of you care about me anymore. I feel like I am just dying in this house slowly. I cannot be here anymore. I have to go. And I was like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm going to have to talk to the landlord. I don't care if I'm being an inconvenience to you right now. I don't care if I'm going to have to pay a little bit extra money just to get out of my contract. I don't care. I need to do what I need to do to get out. You know? Mm-hmm. It's like one of those things where it's like, hey, like, you got to do what you got to do. And the people who are not accepting of that and the people who are not supportive of that in a way, they can like distance themselves or whatever and not be a part of that energy, but they have no right to disrespect you for it and invalidate you for it. There is Mm -hmm. no right. Nobody should feel disrespected and nobody should feel invalidated. They should be held accountable if they do something shitty, but there's no, there's no reason to be disrespectful or invalidating towards anyone and their feelings and their experiences. And that's just that. <laughs> yeah. So I completely sure. agree. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. We're way over an hour. So <laughs> why don't you go ahead and plug your stuff? Self promo time. The floor is yours for all of your social media, everything that you want to advertise now is the time period all right so i first off i have a merchandise collab with scorpio denim a small business that i absolutely love alana and greg i love you both dearly i'm wearing a shirt right now that is a part of the merch i have two crewnecks and three tees a poster print and then we have a bunch of stuff over at the scorpio denim society six page so if you want to check that out We can have links wherever you want to insert links. I also have my Instagram, no internal monologue underscore podcast. I also have my TikTok, which is no internal monologue. I also have my official podcast Twitter, which is no INT underscore monologue. That's the Twitter that I have. If you want to follow me on anything like personal or anything like that, like my personal Instagram and TikTok, if you go to my if you go to my Twitter and if you go to my Instagram on my podcast page, it'll be on my link tree. Everything is there. I also have a Spotify playlist with everything with Walking Morgan Asap listening to, which is one of my closing segments that I do. Cause you know, like Walking Morgan Asap listening to, I would say what's stuck in my head, but I can't hear shit in my head. So that's like the playlist that I have with all my music that have ever been promoted on that. I have my podcast streaming on every single major streaming platform, wherever you want to get your podcast, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all that good shit. On Anchor, on SoundCloud as well. Go check that out. 
I will be getting a Patreon started here in the next little bit as well. I've been organizing some tiers and trying to get some prices ready to go. Now I'm just trying to figure out like, okay, when can I get a website up and when can I start making like the merch that I want to send to my Patreon tier people for as like thank yous and shit like that. Like I need to get all that stuff started, but that will be released in a date that will be determined. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Morgan, for coming on. It was such a fun episode. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thank you. I love your podcast a lot. And it's been like so thank cool. You. Absolutely. It's been so cool to like hearing other people's podcasts and then them just being like, oh yeah, like you want to come on? And I'm like, no fucking way. Like, are you serious? Like, again, it's kind of like an imposter syndrome thing. It's like, I have no fucking idea how I ended up here, but like, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity a lot and I appreciate you a lot. Yay. Ah, that makes me so happy. Well, thank you again for coming on. And if you guys are listening to this podcast and you enjoyed it, five stars on Spotify and Apple podcast really helps us out. We have some merch available on my website. That is katemerrymanart.com slash shop. And also we have a free community discord where we do art critiques for free and, you know, all that fun art networking type stuff. So if you want to join that, there is a link in our ArtWise Instagram at ArtWise Podcast for all of that stuff. So thank you guys again for listening and thank you again, Morgan, for coming on. And I will see all of you guys again next Tuesday. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.